not an office or a conference room, but a kitchen table. That's where volleyball in Alberta got organized at the start. Now it's got full-time staff, an official office, and many programs for players, coaches, and referees. But how did we get here? We're going to find out on this episode of Voices of Alberta Volleyball, a 10-part podcast series exploring how volleyball grew to become a popular sport in Alberta, who contributed to its success, and the challenges overcome all along the way. To tell this story, we're hearing from local pioneers in the sport, people who lived and loved volleyball to its place today in schools, on beaches, and at sporting events. Episode 2, Kitchen Table Beginnings. It wasn't even called volleyball when it got started. The year was 1895. A YMCA employee in the U.S. state of Massachusetts came up with this newfangled game. His name was William Morgan. And he designed the game for middle-aged men to help them get some exercise. He pulled out the bladder of a basketball, strung up a lawn tennis net, and declared the new game Mintonette. But obviously that name didn't stick. When official rules were drawn up two years later, in 1897, the name was changed to what we know it as now, Volleyball. Which made sense, since the players volleyed the ball back and forth and back and forth over the net. From there, the military took to the sport. It had minimal equipment, so it was really easy to transport. It could be set up anywhere and could be played by everyone. This meant that where servicemen and women went, so did the game of volleyball all over the world including Canada. So in 1957, when a provincial governing body was needed to oversee the sport, who was at the meeting? But four military service people and six civilians. And where did it take place? At the YMCA in Calgary. It was September 6, 1957, and it was the very first Alberta Volleyball Association, or AVA, annual general meeting. But just because it was started didn't mean that it was a booming success. Over the next three years, the slate of board members slowly decreased. By 1960, only one person remained. That single person was Warrant Officer G.N. Werner. And that could have been the end of the story. That would make for a short history and podcast. Lucky for us, there were many people in various Alberta communities busy playing the sport. The enthusiasm for it was alive and well, despite the lack of an official sports organization. But three people in Calgary were about to step up. It was Dr. Bob Bratton, Marilyn Bratton, and Bob Hansel. They were all involved in the sport and were invited to attend an AVA meeting in 1961. Little did they know going in that they would come away with some new and big responsibilities. Bob Bratton walked out of there as the president, Marilyn the secretary, and Bob Hansel as the treasurer of the AVA. And they got right to work. 
Bob Bratton explains. Yeah, the first thing we found, Bob Hansel and I found, is that there was an outstanding bill for a great big trophy that had been purchased by George Werner, the previous whatever he was, president or something like that, and he never paid the bill. So here we are looking after an organization that uh, had to pay off some bills, ran some tournaments. So we worked hard, and within a year we paid off all the bills. Well, we're all volunteers. I mean, we, we just, we're players. Let's make it work. That's right. All of the Alberta Volleyball Association's work was done by volunteers. And uh, that's what the association was basically doing, is hosting tournaments and trying to liaise with the Canadian Volleyball Association. I was a vice president of the Canadian Volleyball Association in the early 60s as well, and we were just trying to make it work. Making it work involved many. Throughout the 60s and 70s, people from all across the province took turns volunteering with the ABA. But to truly advance it, it was important that the ABA was officially incorporated. The Alberta Volleyball Association became a non-profit organization in June of 1974, which meant it could apply for grants from the government. Some of that money went to hire the very first paid staff member. Marilyn Bratton remembers. The late 70s, we hired to help with the Volleyball Association. Part time. Yeah. Linda Ward, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Linda Ward was hired on in 1979 as the program manager at the AVA, but she didn't have an office to work from. She worked from, you got it, a kitchen table. It wasn't that the AVA didn't want an office or full-time staff. The board had been talking about it and lobbying for it as early as 1975. But it was a real risk. Finally, in 1981, they took a leap. Well, it was it was a leap at the time. That's Brian Watson. I think in the 60s and 70s, it was basically a, they had an executive and a president, but it was a kitchen table out of somebody's home. Despite it being organized from a kitchen, there was no denying that the popularity of the sport was increasing. Alberta Volleyball Association started to realize, oh, we have to do... You know, now coaching certification was becoming part of the process of referees. We needed referees. Uh, That's Lauren Sawula. I think they started to realize that, you know, they existed because there was athletes, there was player development going on. Uh, baseball had its own association, swimming, equestrian, basketball for sure. So of the team sports, we were probably one of the last to start the program going. But I think everyone else saw that, that if we wanted to grow, we had to. Uh, and they finally have raised enough money to get a, get a start, and they got some help from the Alberta Government Sport Council. We're able to open up a little office. That little office was in a town just west of Edmonton called St. Albert. It was in a sports center recently set up by the Department of Culture, Youth and Recreation, along with Sport Alberta. It was in an old school. With the building's new role, it got a new name. It was called the Percy Page Center. But it wasn't anything fancy. We had a cubicle in the Alberta sport office up in St. Albert, a little school. And we had an electronic typewriter and a phone. And that was, that was where we started from. Brian Watson was hired in April of 1981 as the AVA's program coordinator. He later moved into the executive director role. Yeah, we would run all the provincial championships. And teams had to register with us in Volleyball Canada. So that was basically the, the basic foundation of the, how almost all the associations back then operated. The government, you know, applying for it and getting some good grants. We also started to do uh, 
casinos, and that put a good, a good amount of money into the, into the bank. By the mid-1980s, there were three full-time staff. Gail Senkew was one of them. She came on board as the office manager in 1986. I started and then we hired a new executive director and that summer was volleyball, uh, Jasper Volleyball Camp staff started and at that time there was only one. Although the AVA ran with a very small staff, it had a significant impact. When we were able to hire staff, Teresa Maxwell. It took a considerable amount of, of pressure off the volunteers. It took uh, that day-to-day -day, uh, functioning of the association off the volunteers. And so the volunteers then uh, were able to be more productive in their own roles now that we had office staff. There was lots of work for that office staff, which wasn't unlike the other sports organizations also working out of the Percy Page Center. We were all tiny. We all had maybe one staff, two staff at the most. A lot of them were just half-time. Everybody worked together. Like that was the old, old days we had, still had a print shop, um, newsletters, everybody did a newsletter, and in those days you didn't have collating machines and all that stuff. So we would line the hallway with all the tables and everybody would come out and that would be coffee break. And we'd do collating down the hallway, everybody would help participate to get so-and-so's newsletters out. It wasn't just volleyball doing volleyballs. It was everybody doing it. We moved into this building and became very big and everybody grew. And so you stopped doing all those manual little things together. It was 1987 when the AVA moved locations, along with all the other sports organizations. That's when the Percy Page Center was relocated into Edmonton on the West End, just before St. Albert Trail. Although the separate sports organizations may have stopped collaborating as much, the AVA office staff worked hard together and even had some fun. I was always the only female. Being older, I was never treated older. But they found out I have a big fear. And they played that up. And my fear is snakes. So anybody that knows me or AVA, they know. So I would come in in the morning, I'd open my desk drawer and there'd be a snake in there and I'd be screaming my head off or we were in a board meeting in a hotel downtown one time and I went out to get lunch ready, came back, pulled my chair out and there's a cobra and his head's going and um, it was just on and on, staff retreat, they put a wooden snake down the arm of my jacket. I mean anything where they could get a reaction out of me, they did it. Um, as afraid as I am of snakes, it was funny. We had a lot of good times but we always enjoyed ourselves. But there were struggles. For a stretch of time in the 1990s, the position of executive director was hard to fill. We did go through a period of time with Alberta Volleyball where we had a large turnover of staff. That's Lee Goldie. And we went through a number of executive directors. And when you don't have that continuity, it's really hard to, to move ahead. At times I became the technical director, the program director. Um, because of turnover in staff. But we made a decision as a board a number of years ago that we would increase our, our pay grid, make all the positions um, attractive so that people would look at it as a career rather than just a stepping stone, which is typical, I think, in sport organizations. People come for a year or two and then leave and go to the next place. 
So I think once we've done that, that's really helped stabilize our staff and therefore to move us ahead. And I think when you stabilize your staff, if you have good ones, even though you might pay a little bit more, you end up generating more revenue because of the continuity and the programs that they develop and so forth. So, so I think that's been really good for us. But paying staff wasn't always easy. The 1990s also brought some lean times. There was times for quite a few years, every fall, we had no money, absolutely no money. We had no way of generating any funds. It would be before our government funding would come in. The government has provided funding for sport. It's never enough and we always want more, but there's been enough to allow us to operate and, and to grow and move forward with our programs. We'd have to go to the bank and plead our case to get us a loan through a few months just to pay staff salaries. So that was tough. In terms of our total budget today, we rely less on the government grant than many other associations. So I think that's good because even if that grant was cut out, it would affect us, but I think we could continue to operate on some level. And so so I think it probably made us aware that we had to not rely so much on those grants. So I, I, that might be the lesson that we learned and, and the path that we've taken because of those cuts. So Alberta Volleyball's governing body has persevered. It's remained committed to keeping up with the players, coaches, and referees' needs. This meant going digital, online. Um, and I was nearing the end of my career time for me to retire and get out, but I wanted to accomplish that. I wanted to see it through to the end, which I did. The registration process for camps, tournaments, and teams was once all done on paper. But everything was paper. People would fill in the registration forms, they'd fax them in or mail them in in those days, and I had to input everybody's information in. Another significant change happening around that time was a name change from Alberta Volleyball Association to Volleyball Alberta. The name change came as the role of the organization was expanding. Its role was getting bigger, and so were its programs. The new name fit the maturing organization, having come all the way from kitchen tables to boardrooms. The changes that have happened, volleyball went from being what we would have called a kitchen table kind of thing where everybody was uh, there to being highly organized. And so we went from a very small staff to where it is today with seven full-time staff now and part-time staff. It doesn't matter even if it's right in the very beginning when you're working out of somebody's basement and uh, you're having your meetings in the living room uh, to now where it's a boardroom, things change gradually over time but the same things get discussed. I don't know. I think for what the people did in the 60s and 70s was credible to the same thing that can be done with the people that are doing it in the 2010s and 2020s. It's, you're still dependent on the volunteer and the person to bring that forward. Even though we have more, call it paid employees, you might say, or more interest in the sport than we've ever had, but we're still facing some of the same uphill battles that we faced back in the 60s and the 70s. Make it better. The story 
of how the organization of Volleyball Alberta came to be, told by the pioneers of the sport right here in the province. Just one of the 10 stories being explored on the Voices of Alberta Volleyball podcast. Next time, find out how a sports camp in a little mountain town would change the trajectory of the sport in the province. This Volleyball Alberta History Project is generously supported by the Alberta History Resources Foundation and the Alberta Lottery Fund. A very special thanks to Joelle Reiniger for getting this project started. She conducted the interviews and compiled the history which this podcast is based upon. Thanks for listening to Voices of Alberta Volleyball, presented by the Provincial Sport Association, Volleyball Alberta. Thank you.